part of the process around invoking the Emergency Act is that you must hold a public inquiry into why you invoked the Emergency Act within 60 days of it ending. And uh, the deadline for that was yesterday, and uh, it was announced yesterday that the inquiry will be headed up by Justice Paul S. Rolo, who's an Ontario Appeals Court judge. He's been on the bench more than 20 years. He'll be leading this inquiry, and he's been given 10 months by the federal government to probe everything uh, that led up to the Prime Minister's unprecedented invocation of the Emergencies Act and the government's use of the exceptional powers to bring an end to the convoy protests in Ottawa. Now we start to talk about, okay, what does this mean? Uh, what's the mandate? How broad is the reach? What are the limitations? So let's get into that. We're going to chat with Veronica Kitchen now. Veronica is an associate professor of political science at the University of Waterloo and in the Basili School of International Affairs. Veronica, thank you very much for joining us today. I appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. So, yeah, basically, this is just meeting the requirement, right? In order to invoke the act, you have to commit to a public inquiry within 60 days. That's the way it works. Yeah, so the um, the Emergencies Act is designed for situations where the uh, federal government, this is a federal act, uh, requires powers that do not already exist in law. And so in order to provide some accountability for act, built into the act is this mechanism for making sure that within a relatively short time you have a, a public inquiry. Now, in terms of that inquiry and what it will look into and what it will do and what powers it has, I've heard both positive and negative, saying he has far-reaching powers to summon witnesses and documents and other people saying, yeah, but there's some limitations on what can be said because of cabinet privilege and things like that. How do you feel about the mandate he's been given and the powers he's been given? So Justice Rouleau has been asked to consider whether it was appropriate to invoke the Emergencies Act, but also whether it was effective to um, invoke the Emergencies Act. Um, he will have the power to summon witnesses to involve the the provinces if he is so inclined. Um, and so I think I think that he does have certainly at least some tools to answer those two questions. Um, some people have noted that uh, one of the limitations is that this is this does not feed into a criminal process. And in fact, the public inquiry is not to jeopardize um, any criminal uh, criminal charges that might come out of investigations. It's not the job of a public inquiry typically to to seek criminal accountability. This is about public and government accountability. Um, and the other limitation that some have pointed to uh, is that it's not totally clear yet. Um, what kinds of classified information yeah. Rouleau right. will have access to. And that because it becomes important because um, one of the ways that you might answer the question of was it appropriate relates to what kind of intelligence um, did various police services or, um, or government agencies have about the kinds of threats that might have been um, posed by the, the trucker convoy. And so it's, it's not... I would say it's not clear yet what kind of information they'll have access to, um, but that will certainly matter in in terms of uh, Justice Rouleau's capacity to answer that question of was it appropriate. Yeah, you're right. I think that seems to be one of the overriding questions. And the public safety minister, Marco Mendocino, said yesterday, you know, we don't even know what documents he may be seeking, so we aren't making any decisions now. And I heard some government officials saying, you know what, if you can promise that they won't be made public or they won't be released in such a way, we can possibly work that way. So that seems to be the sticking point. Is there 
any examples of how you can deal with classified information information in a setting like this in a way that works, where they get access to it and it's still protected? Yeah. So um, certainly, you could. Uh, I don't. I. I don't know enough about Rouleau. I just haven't had time to look into look into his background to know sort of whether he has yeah. clearance. I'm assuming he does not. Um, but there is there is, I think, a possibility that um, that. Uh, Certain kinds of unclassified outcomes could be shared. Uh, there, there, there may be quite a lot that can be shared related to intelligence that 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 originated as open source intelligence that he may be able to look at. Um, there may be mechanisms uh, where where he works with other kinds of um, individuals yeah. or bodies that have that kind of access to evaluate it. Those are imperfect solutions, but again, you know. Even even an intelligence agency deals primarily in open source information, um, and so there there is a strong possibility that Rule will will be able to get uh, at least a decent amount of information that that he requires. But one of the very open questions about um, about was it appropriate was why did they invoke the Emergencies Act in the first sure. place? Did the federal government know something that we, the public, did not know and do not know? Um, and I think that will be a very key question to answer, and it's, I think, not clear whether they will be able to answer that question with the kinds of sources they will be able to get access to. Do you think that's possibly what's behind the scope of this inquiry? I was I was kind of intrigued to find out, you know, in the announcement from the government, they say this inquiry will look into the declaration being issued and the measures that were taken, of course, but it will also examine the evolution of the convoy itself, looking into things like yeah. foreign funding, disinformation, sort of not necessarily the government's actions, but the convoy that they were dealing with and how it came to be the force that it was. And I think that that is important because it seems fairly clear that the convoy should not have become a national security threat. Um, it seems it seems very clear that uh, that the the police ought to have had the power to prevent that from right. happening before before they became so entrenched that it required the Emergencies Act to to disentrench them. And that's always a difficult. A difficult balancing act when you can't see the future, um, because there there were certainly uh, Canadians who joined this as an act of legitimate protest, and you certainly don't want to um, prevent those people from their democratic right to legitimate pro- uh, legitimate protest. But we also know that there was this. Uh, that the, the, the leaders and there was this kernel of more extreme thought, uh, and who were sort of seeking to use those um, those grievances that were the source for legitimate protest and and subvert them into uh, potential threats of violence and uh, and the possible the possible threat to attempt to overthrow the government. Certainly, the language was there. Again, it's not clear how much the actual threat was there yet. Uh, the timeline here, he's got about a year, not quite a year, to submit a final report. Does that seem to be uh, in keeping with what we would expect for something like this? It's going to be a big job. It is going to be a big job. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not a, a scholar of public inquiries, so it's, it's, and I'm also not a lawyer, so it's difficult <laughs> for me to say whether it's enough time. I would note that, I mean, this was, this was a fairly constrained period of time. It's, it's not like, you know, public, public, a public inquiry, um, 
such as the Gomery Inquirer that, that, that was dealing with something that went on for years, yeah. or like the Truth and Reconciliation Committee, which is dealt with something that went on for generations. It is something that is fairly constrained in, in time and space. Um, and so with appropriate resources, 10, 10 months doesn't seem unreasonable to me. Interesting to watch for sure. And uh, yeah, we'll see how it plays out. Uh, Veronica, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate you joining us. Much appreciated. Thanks very much. That's Veronica Kitchen, who is an associate professor of political science at the University of Waterloo.